Hi, this is Amit. And this is Akhila. Welcome to the Indian Music Charts podcast. This is a show where we look at the weekly music charts on Spotify and make it our springboard for a larger discussion about the music industry. We discuss listener trends, what it says about the industry and where it might be heading, and occasionally we'll also share our two cents. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so don't forget to hit follow and the bell icon to be notified. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Indian Music Charts podcast. Before we get into the show, last week we ran a poll on our Instagram asking listeners who from the industry they'd like to see as guest hosts. And surprise surprise, <clears throat> we're going to try and make that happen at least to the extent possible. Uh, last week we had the MD of Warner India Jayamata who's hopping on and he spoke about how do we define a pop star in India in 2023? This week we have another guest who's going to help us dive into hip hop in India but you're going to have to stick around for a few minutes because first we're going to get into the key moments on the charts. Looking at the charts for the week ended 13th July 2023 the week's highest climber moving up from 175 to 94 is Ilzam by Arjun Dilan and Mercy with an X. Oh that's, that's how that is spelled okay I did <laughs> yeah. not try but now I know thank you. That's out on Punjab <laughs> Records by the way. Yeah. Uh Darshan Ravel and Youngwee's track uh Mahijina Suna which we discussed at great length in last episode with Jay about how this track with no music video at all is doing so well in a country that's so notorious for needing videos. That is seeing a new peak actually. It was at number 7 last week and now it's at number 3. At number 1 we are not really seeing any new movement. It's holding steady Tere Vaaste from Zara Hatke Zara Bachke. And this week's highest new entry at number eight is "Torni" by Divine and Sudhu Musewala. Now I'm sure you've heard about this track and heard this track, uh, and this is the song that has inspired this week's discussion. Essentially, how does hip hop cross over into the mainstream? And joining us this week to discuss this at length is the CEO and co-founder of Gully Gang, Jetanya Kataria. He's Divine's longtime manager, and they started Gully Gang Entertainment. back in 2019 welcome to the show chaitanya thanks amit uh, hi akila uh, hey. great to be here and looking forward to our chat yeah absolutely and you know we're going to get really deep into hip hop in india and like you know what the business has been like and you know what it looks like currently but uh, amit mentioned chorni so actually that's where i want to kick off this conversation and you know firstly it's a brilliant record right and long awaited right i think fans kind of always knew that it's something that's going to come at some point in time and they kind of had to just wait for it to happen um but you know industry insiders know a lot more about what it takes to release a track like this especially when it's a collab track at the level that it is right and you are releasing this posthumously and that comes with a lot of delicacy and like you know i like to believe that gg did it right and can you tell us a little bit about how this eight the collab itself how it came to be and you know how how does this release come to be like we want to know more about the story behind the release uh Chorni, Chorni has been a very special track, uh, you know, in many ways uh, for us. You know, so Vivian, oh, Vivian, who's divine, him and Sidhu, they've been in link, I think, since twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. And in fact, they worked on or were working on two more tracks prior to Musidrilla, which uh, came on Sidhu's album, which didn't end. There's didn't other three more tracks which didn't end up releasing. 
um, different stories about mm-hmm. those as well. Uh, but they ended up, I think, after you know talking online and on calls and stuff. We we were in Punjab. I remember twenty seventh or twenty eighth January twenty twenty one. I remember distinctly because we had a show and we had a music video shoot uh, that we had at that time in Chandigarh, and then. Uh, Siddhu had sort of told Vivian, you know, whenever he's coming up, let's just link up. So he came down. Uh, Siddhu came down from uh, from his village, from his home. We met up in the kids' studio, where it was, you know, us, Sikandar Kalo, uh, kid, uh, Vivian, Siddhu, and you know, there was just there was like the first time they were meeting in person, mm-hmm. despite you know. This is 2021, this, right? 2021, yeah, January. Exactly, I would say what one and a half years ago. Mm. Uh, and they met up there and they you know just jammed chilled for a while and uh, there was this beat this beat which eventually became the beat uh, for chorni that beat i think vivian had played and in fact i had gone out of the studio to like attend some calls and mm-hmm. i was out for like i think couple of hours and so on i came back into the studio and i saw that they've just recorded a track from scratch wherein siddhu put down his uh, his verse and then vivian put down his verse and uh, the track itself uh, had a sample in it which is a sample from uh, which we later found out was a sample from uh, a lata mangeshkar song uh, called chodni hu main from this film in the 80s apparently i believe it was a very uh, popular song at that time mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah they recorded that song and like i think a few weeks later siddhu was finishing siddhu at that time was finishing up his album mose drilla and he was playing some of his music to us and uh, he then sent over a song for vivian to do so the idea was became that you know uh, the song which became musidrilla goes on siddhu's album musstep uh, mm. sorry uh, the album name is musstep and and uh, this journey would become you know on vivian's next album he had mm. just released punne pa it was supposed to come with gunegar then it was supposed to be on his third album yeah that mm. was the initial idea behind it uh, and you know and then we so this ended up sort of you know working and siddhu got busy with uh, moose tapes and we also and vivian was also taking his time with the third album he had just released punne pap like two albums in two years so uh, we were taking our time and then you know um, there was back and forth i think some we had to get some vocals from siddhu i, I had a, in fact had a conversation with the sample owner to clear the sample as well mm-hmm. with the producers we locked all those deals and then we were just waiting for the music to get you know the track to get finished it was like 60 70% there and you know a little bit of recording more had to happen on vivian side and uh, just a little bit of production work in mix master and then i remember to this date uh, it's very unfortunate and heartbreaking for for all involved his fans his family uh, 28th of uh, may we had a show in delhi last year 2022 and uh, where we just played in delhi and i remember just on the way to the show i was speaking to vivin cuz we were finishing up our tracks for gunegar mm-hmm. we were li- lining up the track list and everything and i was like you know let's uh, and i was in touch with siddhu's team uh, already about you know that we were going to release it at some point and so on and so on and that you know let's talk to kid let's talk to siddhu let's get the you know so such and such thing that we have to get finished and then let's you know work on the final recording and finish the mix and master and then next day we were still in delhi after the show we were yet to go back and you know we got this call and we put on the news and so that 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 whole episode was heartbreaking because you know this song 
we knew from the start everyone involved in it knew that this is something that siddhu's done is very special something that vivin has done is very special and and that really really affected all of us cuz you know on a person level i've been i've been a big fan you know mm. there's two there's, there's two artists that i've looked up to in the industry one was divine and then the other was siddhu and you know just to be working in that capacity was kind of surreal and then for such a thing to happen uh yeah. you know that 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 really like you know we didn't know the, the song was not the concern at the point that time you know we just lost like a, such a big personality yeah. someone who had so much impact not only music but beyond music right like i i really credit siddhu to be the spark which mm-hmm. and the leader of this new generation of punjabi you know mm-hmm. music that is now charting globally that's doing so well i think in 2017 what he set off to do that's that led to the let paved the way for you know your show yeah. ap dilon and you know everything amazing that is happening in punjabi music not to discredit anyone else is this i felt that it yeah, amplified yeah. it on a with the diaspora to a different level uh so that happened and then you know we were like okay you know let's just you know we'll, we'll focus on rest of the stuff this is not something a subject we want to touch anytime soon uh yeah. it won't be right to sort of you know uh, the family has like obviously the a lot of pressing of everything right like it it you know even now it's like very difficult to kind of talk about it because in our industry things like this don't don't really happen you know and like you don't i mean i don't know how to react to it then i still don't quite know and like i think it was the right decision to give it a beat you know and like you have to let oh, people absolutely. also know Process, like even the you know? entire Punjabi music industry, if you notice, they didn't release. Uh, like no major release came out of the industry for like a good few months, you know, after this, and yeah, uh, everyone was you know waiting at the appropriate moment as to you know let uh, to pay their respects. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want anything else to sort of you know come out. So, so, so that that ha- happened, and then that made the whole story of the track, you know, you know, a, lo- a lot more, uh, uh, you know. emotional if you will right yeah. first it was a track which we were two incredible artists coming together this very obscure yet uh, forgotten a popular yet forgotten sample and uh, this amazing beat and then you know such a thing I, to happen you know i'll be honest i discovered the old track because of this track i mean i was in my previous life in the 80s so you know did not know it existed but i think that's another like really incredible thing that happened right like And it has happened with another release of Divine also, right? Like with Gunnigar also. Like you guys are really bringing back some music and almost giving it a second life in that sense. Yeah, th- I just I just had to find what song this is. It's apparently from a 1982 movie called Chorni. The movie is called Chorni, and it's yeah. got Jitendra and Neetu Singh. Chorni hu me. Chorni hu me. Yeah, hmm. the track is called, uh, and it's from Jitendra and Neetu Singh, a star in this movie, and the song is composed by Shankar Jayakishan. which is yeah i mean I, you know unlike bazi garbage i think a lot of the generation so today's generation is well aware of i mean this is really yeah. sort of bringing back the 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 idea of like really bringing back a song that probably not many people knew i mean i was i was alive in 1982 i don't think you were alive <laughs> <laughs> you know so were you alive and did you know the track then i did not know the track no no But you know the eighties are kind of like sometimes a little bit of a black hole when it comes to Hindi <laughs> cinema, <laughs> at least especially the early eighties. So, uh, yeah. but there was some good music out of it. So, yeah, I mean, so you know how 
did you all eventually come around to sort of deciding to, you know, you to actually take this out? I mean, you know, I mean, did you consider that? I mean, uh, because it must have been a lot of conversation around when when is the right time. There might have been other sort of factors involved as well, right? We had some sort of feelers from his team sometime in October, November that you know the that uh, there may be new music coming from Sidhu posthumously uh, soon enough, and the family is just waiting for the right time. And then uh, his uh, people who, who were managing him and who were managing his music, uh, Gurpreet and Banti, they connected us uh, with his dad. You know, is to why don't uh, why doesn't why don't you and Divine or divine have a conversation with him just tell him that you know he's already aware that uh, because there was so much music with siddhu that people may have i think had made and but the family and management weren't aware, uh, aware of it at that time right and yeah. however this was one of the ones which was because we were in connect with the team and uh, siddhu had himself sort of told them about it as well so so the family at that time was figuring out you know what to do you know with how to sort of you know continue and bunch of things so they so we spoke to his dad uh, vivian spoke to his dad and his dad sort of you know gave him his permission he was like you know we are putting out something uh, i think it was 16th of september or something they were putting out putting out mm-hmm. something after a week onwards you can just you know whenever you uh, is right for yeah. you you can release it so but that time the traction wasn't complete for us and we our energy still was focused on putting out gunegar as an album so we thought you know we'll uh, we'll list the track we'll release because we had a date uh, for gunegar we'll release the album and then we maybe hint that this is you know something that may come in in maybe like a deluxe version or you know like an add on which mm-hmm. can be put put to the put on streaming platforms so that was the idea then we released gunegar and then we like okay now should we put out chorni then we sort of you know got then bazigar really picked up as a track mm-hmm. we like okay no i think we think chorni should have its own moment we yeah. should sort of you know uh, Uh, sort of you know mix it in with the rest of the album let's you know try to sort of mm-hmm. have its own moment maybe is it a little later and uh, that time we were aiming for i think something like a february timeline for that and for that reason we previewed the track at lollapalooza yeah you know, there was just an idea which come we asked it asked uh, you know sidhu steen you know is that fine if we just preview the track and uh, we did and you know i, I was at foh and i was like wow like mm-hmm. the reaction which the crowd Had and then yeah, and yeah I was there. So it, it, it I, I just, remember, yeah. It just, it just uh, really, really kicked off, you know. After that, and uh, and like yeah. people absolutely loved it. Uh, although that played a role in when we eventually released the track, and I'll come yeah. to it when we do. Oh, you know, uh, I have to tell you this. I was uh, telling my friends, and this is after that set, and then after that song, I was like, I'm ready to go home. Like that's <laughs> it. This is my headliner. I am done. I want to go home because I do not want my ears to hear anything else. But then they were like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're staying till the end." But you know, like I, I feel like you know that moment. Also, like I think so many fans heard the track and experienced it right together in a like obviously a really great festival. And I think it's at least for me. I, I don't know about everyone else. I can speak for myself. Like I think that was the moment where you kind of know that. Okay, it's it's definitely going to come sooner rather than later, you know. Yeah. And so you're like, it's happening. It's going to happen really soon. And I think a lot of fans kind of hooked on to that. And I think the anticipation was really building, you know. Correct. No, it, at that time it was a situation because we didn't at that time plan to do a music video or anything like that. It was yeah. going to be primarily an audio only release with maximum maybe a lyric video or a visualizer. 
right? Yeah. Uh, music videos never a question or on the cards at that time. And But you still just do to, have one, so we we want to actually do. talk. We yeah, do. Yeah, we'll 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 come to that as well. Yeah. So then, um, you know, then we like okay, next let's work on. But then something or the other, you know, creatively, Vivian wasn't happy with you know what uh, envisioned to sort of you know put it together. He took his time to sort of you know he wanted to really uh, you know write a special special tribute to Sidhu because what he had written earlier in the studio, the whole meaning of it changed entirely. You know, after you know. uh sidhu sidhu pass sidhu's death right so it took a different turn for him and he wanted to is like this is you know uh this is my last track ever that will come with sidhu i want to be you know certain way so it took him you know he he, he i think might have changed his verse three four times you know uh till we eventually got to a place where okay you know this is getting there and then uh, the fa- we we heard about the track with you know burner boy and uh, uh, Burner Boy and Steel Bangles coming out. Mera na in in actually the ours was supposed to be the first one, but uh, we weren't ready, so we you know told them you know please mm-hmm. by all means you go ahead uh, to the family and the team, and then you know we'll once we are ready we will come to you, and then we'll plan this. And one way or the other, then we connected with we finished the track. Uh, we connected with uh, Navkaran, who sort of you know used to direct a lot of Sidhu's visuals and. and and uh, art and he did i think most of the videos in the album most of uh, we spoke to him we had a one particular idea in mind which is going to be a very simple sort of you know thing and then we thought you know why not uh, explore this with him and he came back with this idea of the video which you see now mm-hmm. right that because they had tried some ai and uh, you know vfx based mm-hmm. stuff in merana in between yeah. Uh, the footage, think, and he's like, you know, we've tried this. Can you talk a little bit about the legalities of it, also? I'm guessing it's a little easier because the family is involved. Because the only um, only AI. But how does it work? Are you supposed to get a clearance on? So, so see, everything has to be done with explicit permission of the image and likeness owner. You know, and in mm. this case, because his family's uh, controlling his his estate and everything, it that 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 those permissions have to come via them or from mm. directly rather. right so so that's and we wanted to ensure that whoever we working with on the visuals is someone that who already knew sidhu's aesthetic and is someone who the family is comfortable with who his team is comfortable with so and then navkaran you know he he really sort of pitched this idea which is very different from what we were thinking initially and uh, he, he you know we just sort of you know backed him you know it's like this is a very ambitious idea to do it with uh, you know the deep fakes with ai with so much vfx work and at that time in fact this was supposed to come out the track was supposed to come out uh, video end of may but then we did we shot the video early may it uh, the post production went on for a while and then you know eventually came to point okay now we have to set a release date and let's uh, then we set the date of you know 7 july and uh, and then then we put the track out which uh, and then coming on to putting when we put the track out you know initially uh, obviously there was a lot of uh, you know fanfare about it with two big artists and all this being a posthumous release and of you know an icon like sidhu uh initially we saw some sort of you know feedback coming in in like the first hour about like the vocals and the mix yeah. and the production and then we thought this might be you know just some fans who may not like it then we just saw in the next two hours okay wow this is like like a lot right and uh, despite what people were saying online and what fans a lot of people were very aggravated you know mm. so uh 
uh you quick to respond and change the master on that also correct yeah we 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 we, we were keeping an eye cuz you know all of us uh, like at least on any whenever we release a track all i do on release day is just check everything comments. when i do that from yeah right? so I mean, that's cool. how you have to live dude like comment section comments so, turned off is what i do if i have released anything that's why you're <laughs> not releasing anything <laughs> other than this podcast yeah. i guess <laughs> Yeah, the artists don't but, really look into the comments that much, but uh, like as as team as you know fans. Okay, so you're seeing that if Amit see. becomes an artist, he can do that and not look at comments. Got it? Yes. Amit, you're in the yeah. clear. You can release whatever yeah. you want to release. But yeah, I mean that's that's quite unusual though to actually sort of you know go back and say hey okay so maybe we misstepped and you know like uh, to go back kind of uh, you know and change it. So like you know, so I, it happened for a bunch of time? reasons, right? uh so i would say normally it would be a different scenario because uh we may not have previewed the track right if we didn't preview the track then the version that we released then most yeah. people would, would have not have heard right yeah. because yeah. the the thing was when you we previewed the track it was at a festival with a sound system mm. which is you know bass uh, sort of you know bass heavy yeah. and so you hearing the sub bass you hearing all these different things it was a rough mix a monitor mix version of the track mm-hmm. in which the vocals are usually louder than they normally are on the final mm-hmm. mix version you know because the beat and the other mm-hmm. elements have not been mixed in with it they're not gelling in well so a bunch of reasons so what we didn't sort of you know anticipate because we would the production evolved over time and so did the mixes uh, you be on the back end and you know the and sidhu's team and the family everyone's listening to an updated version mm-hmm. however Uh, the fans are really sort of they've taken that you know uh, previewed version and they played that on loop you know we we uh, yeah you're familiarized I, with that sound already correct. you know yeah. which is and you fall in love and it happens you know even it happens uh, internally uh, like it happens to me so many times where you know artists have recorded something initially on something and the, the production evolves or changes and then suddenly i'm like okay wow you know i don't feel this as much as i felt the other one but then it takes you time to get used to it so you know, i just Mm-hmm. one of those things uh having said that there was leg- uh, some very legitimate feedback with regards to how siddhu's vocals were mixed as well which you know we something uh, right. we didn't uh, envision during the process because we were we we were doing everything with the with the consent and approval of you know the family team mm-hmm. and i think no one on that side also sort of anticipated that you know some because that i feel is no one listens to the music as much as the fans do and the artists do themselves right so yeah. i think uh, on a, a point about the vocals being more open they being more raw uh, so we took into all of that and the producer in fact the producer one of the producers is us based uh, max mani he was the one who messaged is like you know he's getting all these like he woke up to all these messages and and so on what you did to the production so on and so on oh, and no. so we all linked we all spoke together like okay let's you know we're changing it back uh and you know let's uh, then we've been put up the story you know we're going to give yeah, the fans yeah but they Just want give us a bit then... but we're going to do it correct yeah, yeah it took it took a lot of back and forth we sort of you know took uh, we brought in kid who you know produced mm. a lot of work was uh, music for siddu he's also uh, he appears as a guest in the video uh in one of the scenes with siddu's tractor by natgara as a college 5911 uh, so with Finally, got to play at I think three four a.m. at night, and then we re-ingested the audio. Uh, we had everyone up, our distributor, platforms, everyone on email, their U.S. teams, and so on. And then 
finally we put it there and uh, you know it got replaced i think over the next day across everywhere the music video came with the updated audio and you know then you know it's uh, it's been it's been doing pretty well uh, it's doing very well i mean like on youtube especially i i noticed that on youtube actually it's 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 uh, in the top 10 like it's appearing twice in top 10 which is kind of unusual but i think that's happened because basically the videos on sidhu's channel and then the audio is on divine's channel Correct, right yeah. so that's like a nice way of paying tribute to i mean like giving them both sort of putting them on both their channels and because i mean obviously you can see that fans are going to both their channels to hear and watch it that it's actually technically probably the number one song on youtube right now except that because it's split it's like <laughs> it's at like i think number 3 and number Uh, I don't seven? know exactly. I think thing. the other one's seven. Yeah, yeah, seven? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and speaking of having like two songs, sorry, my bad. Three Gali- and eight. Three and eight. Three and eight. Yeah, three and eight. Uh, speaking of having like two songs in the top ten, even on Spotify right now, Gali Gang has actually got two tracks. Right, there's also Obsessed by Riyar Saab and Abhijay Sharma that uh, you know peaked at number two and has done incredibly well as well. And now Chorni, of course, was always going to be like you know considering the anticipation, we always knew it was going to be a huge make a huge kind of debut. but you're sort of dealing with one is kind of like you know two very established acts and then you're looking at two relatively new acts uh and both have found success so uh we wanted to ask you i mean like you know when it comes to sort of hip hop which i think i mean akhil and i have talked about this in the past but a bit that hip hop is sort of uh st- you know stands above a level above say you know indie music as we know it uh, and maybe not as mainstream as film music of course but it's probably up there today with like you know what they call commercial pop or 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 you know non film music but you know in terms of like you know a sound that is fairly relatively new to the masses of india uh you know how do you think you know hip hop becomes mainstream or you know it become enters a sort of mainstream uh, uh, popularity especially with something like obsessed right uh see some like obsessed well has its own story and you know how uh, how riyar saab who earlier used to be a rapper called frenzy uh, part of mm-hmm. avruti who you know we'd been working from the start and then later we discovered that you know he could sing and then you know we re- sort of worked with him to rebrand and then he delved into this punjabi pop urban punjabi pop direction with you know taking in elements of hip hop uh obsessed found its moment in through you know wiki kaushal you know sharing it we always knew it was a great track it sort of you know it just needed that the right kind of i think it was in very interesting like i was telling someone even if like labels do influencer marketing a lot where they need to push out new releases even if we had paid 100 influencers to sort of you know do that it would not had the same result it won't. you know because it was the right fit of the right person with the song uh and this how he was in the video right it was very yeah. genuine right yeah. you know it's very hard to recreate moments like that and it found its moment and then the growths that we saw we like okay wow because you know okay now this has happened and we like okay you know, let's do a push from our side let's see what I, we can do and see how this thing lasts and then suddenly we seeing okay wow it's just yeah. rising you know, to a different we level we actually did an entire episode yeah. really deep diving into that <laughs> yes, moment yes, and i, I don't know if you say this it. Yeah. i don't say this i think we said exactly the same thing said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, one of the things i think i mean i remember you kind of tossed it to me saying you know like from a marketing standpoint mm. like 
Do yeah. you think you can create a moment like this? And the thing is, you know, you just cannot. Like how mm. much ever you try to fit to the right person to the right song, the second anything is manufactured, fans just freaking know it, and they do not respond yeah. to it. No, absolutely. See, one thing which really, uh, like one th- the reason why the people discovered the track through you know the Vicky Kaushal sort of you know reel and then uh, his sort of you know film promotions. but they stayed back for the song you know what really be attracted yeah. people because the the song is just incredibly written you know between uh, between riyasa vijay who sort of yeah. produced it and sort of you know singing right and then uh, uh, revo lekhak who wrote some mm. of the hindi lyrics right they uh, who, whose name is akshat kildial unless i, I hope i've not uh, mispronounced it uh, they put together something which is incredible and you know it found and i think that's it found its you know product market fit as we call it in yeah, startup yeah. terminology uh, i think what takes indian hip hop to the next level is better songwriting you know we as a country have a lot of amazing rappers mm. but how many of them either themselves are great songwriters or are working with people who sort of are elevating the songwriting to a different level right i mm-hmm. like hip hop takes a very large chunk of uh uh you know mind space when it comes to twitter uh, youtube and uh you know social media in general but does it reflect on reddit. charts and reddit yeah of course reddit but does it reflect that much on charts yeah. yet no no it doesn't because see we as a country are very bred with musicality you know we've all grown up on mm-hmm. on on bollywood music on folk music and even the music that we listen to uh, from say western artists be it across the spectrum pop rock uh, alternative mm-hmm. or hip hop there's a large element of songwriting and musicality to it right you know yeah. so 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 i feel that and also leveling up... some of those other genres is an expectation from the fans that you must both write and sing you know and i think that's native to those genres uh i don't think so, necessarily you have to be able to be a, of course in rap it is sort of you know considered that you need to be able to write and mm. sort of you know uh perform however i feel that just the addition of a lot more musicality mm. you know mm-hmm. like there are not many like i there's not that many beats i would remember you know mm-hmm. from 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 hip hop songs across the spectrum which you know leave that sort of mark you know right. to, so producers and composers they need to be you know in the forefront a lot more i feel that uh, rappers uh, and lyricists they need to be taking a lot more risks as far as the songwriting is concerned there is a way that you can have you know um, you know a bar fest of a of a mm. verse mixed in with an incredible memorable hook with to a beat you know which you can't mm. forget right yeah. why can't why can't more music like that happen i think people who have been able to mix in all of that are the ones who sort of you know have seen commercial success as far as you know streaming mm. and 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 platforms is concerned if you look at comparison of any regular top 10 chart you know across the board and pick out some of the bollywood tracks or pick out some of the non hip hop tracks they're not as talked about on social media as the as the barring barring say short video Uh, yeah. I'm talking about you know fan engagement as much as any average hip hop track is. So mm-hmm. I think the we have the element of you know incredibly high fan engagement. Mm. However, to achieve 
success on charts and commercial success and sort of you know make that kind of dent as far as market share is concerned if mm-hmm. at all that becomes a conversation is to for it to happen you know the songwriting to elevate i think this that's the only thing you know which is people need to be coming back to the music and you know replaying it again and again beyond your core fan base also yeah and you know i mean that's great uh, you know insight chatani and i think that you know hopefully more rappers will be listening and you know taking that into consideration you know like we've spoken about like two tracks right like at 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 length and you know on one hand you have a tune which you know to me was like a classic gg you know sort of a release right in terms of the sound and it's you know it's underground and you know it's a kind of hip hop that like core hip hop fans really look for right and on the other hand you have a track like obsessed which i think really blurs that line between you know hardcore hip hop fans and you know commercial pop fans as i think it's a more accessible track in that sense right and hip hop right now actually exists in that spectrum and it, it does exist like this globally so you have your hardcore yeah. hip hop and you have that which crosses over to you know non traditional audiences as well and both these cohorts are pretty large you know and but in india how do you sort of see it do you see it trending the same way it is overseas where you have a large fan of core hip hop fans and a large fan of pop fans who kind of also like hip hop uh you know and like what does it sort of mean for the future of the sound of hip hop in india uh so see hip hop at the moment is very personality driven in the country right you know some of the most popular artists in hip hop they mm. themselves have built their sort of you know brands over the years through through their music or have very distinct styles or you know have very unique personalities falling across the spectrum right and that's what you know most people attach themselves to so uh, it's been personality driven and then of course you know music driven in that sense it's not come to a foray i feel wherein people are suddenly like okay i want to listen to hip hop i'll put on you know this indian hip hop playlist and sort of you yeah, know get it's into not it. mood or like you know activity based it's like you know what exactly you want you can go unless, unless you discover it through like you know an activity maybe you're at the gym or you know we're at mm. like a club or you're at like a festival but you go back by personality correct yeah you see, that's what sort of you know uh, i feel that's where it's at it is it's as far as the maturity of the uh, a the listener and b the artists when i say artists i mean an entire industry because you know uh, i think while we've had a lot of success as an industry we need to create more superstars out of hip hop you know mm. and uh, that has to happen for it to sort of you know really become can it can it get into that shade of you know compete not competing but you know really being in the same space yeah, as yeah. pop music or pop music for us is bollywood right so uh, i think we have to it, it has to get to that point and it has to sort of you know get to that point of sophistication and maturity while keeping the energy and rawness and sort of you know sort of you know beginners uh initiative which it has right now yeah i mean i, I definitely think that like i said i think hip hop is right now definitely at the same level as uh commercial pop music now and maybe bollywood is just too big a beast but you know uh i think this track uh, and obsessed are sort of great examples of uh, and you know divine and siddhu are just great examples of artists that you know are among the biggest in the country and you know i mean you can even look at like whatever spotify's top 
uh, artist chart and they'll be right up there you know with the bollywood composers and playback singles so thanks so much chaitanya for taking the time to speak to us and you know give us all these insights about you know these songs and we're so glad to have you on the show we've been wanting to have you for a long time i know it's been it's been it's been a great chat and you know please to be here yeah absolutely thank you so much and uh, for all our listeners you have a little more insight into what hip hop today is like and what's going to drive it into the next generation 